Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A hush just descending over Flemington. Stand by for the Melbourne Cup. Racing! Hello, I'm Gareth Hall and welcome to the VRC podcast of the Melbourne Cup Parade. And we have two reporters who have been out and about and have been very busy catching up with the major players ahead of the Melbourne Cup at the parade in the CPD of this wonderful city. And our first guest is Kiramar, of course. He trains southern France in the Melbourne Cup, and he caught up with Andrew Mace. Kiramar joins me en route. We're almost at Federation Square, and the rain is teeming down. Good thing or bad thing for southern France? Oh, I don't think it makes too much difference. Uh, he's fitness is the main thing, especially when you get tracks um, like this, and he's got a great fitness base on him. Do you still get excited by the Melbourne Cup parade as a, now a veteran? <laughs> as a veteran, no, about that. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. It's great. It's what it's all about. The build-up part of it. Barrier 14. Pose a problem at all? Uh, no. No, I think it's a good actual barrier for him. Gives him a bit of room and he can uh, sit just in behind the speed. Looking forward to tomorrow. All the best, Kieran. Thanks for your time. Good luck to Kiramar, along with David Eustace. Our second guest is Geordie Childs. Of course, Geordie has wasted to get down to 53 kilos to ride the big Australian hope in Surprise Baby. Matty Nevitt caught up with Geordie Childs at the parade. I'm with Jordan Childs, who takes the ride on board Surprise Baby in tomorrow's Melbourne Cup. Jordan, the whole country's on this horse. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, a good chance going into the race and... Feeling good within myself and sort of horse is doing good as well. Is the wasting going okay? Yeah, it's going good within striking range now, so just a little bit to go tomorrow morning, um, but all systems go. He's drawn wide tomorrow, is that a concern at all? Oh, look, not really, if the rain about, um, I'm sure they'll be racing off the fence a bit. We'll probably straight to Paul yet, but I'm sure we'll be aiming for midfield recover somewhere. Hey, this is one of the biggest days in Australian sport. What would it mean to win the Melbourne Cup? Oh, it'd just be a dream come true ever since you know, every jockey wants to ride in the Melbourne Cup and to be going with a live chance. Um, I just couldn't be happier. Good luck tomorrow and hopefully the baby salutes. Thank you. Cheers. Craig Williams has won every other Grand Slam apart from the Melbourne Cup. He's been close. Could this year be his year? He rides Val and Declare and Craig caught up with Matty Nevitt as well. Craig, the rain has just started to pour here in Melbourne. How, that's, how is that going to affect his chances tomorrow? Well, you know the old saying, in Melbourne, if you don't like the rain now, don't worry, in five minutes it will change. So we don't know what's going to change. Um, Liam O'Keefe and all his staff have been working really hard and they can't control the weather, but we'll have to, um, to get to that when we, when we get there tomorrow by the race time. The horse is flying, but he's drawn barrier 21. What do you expect to do from that gate? Oh, well, it's just, I've already done my homework from barrier 21. It's what it is, and I guess we'll have a few more questions answered tomorrow by the weather and the way the track's playing. We have uh, six more races before the Melbourne Cup is ran and we'll then discuss with Danny and the connections what we're going to plan to do, but we definitely got the right form for us into the race. One of the top jockeys in the country, but you haven't been able to win the Melbourne Cup yet. What would it mean to win on the big day tomorrow? Well, I like how you say yet, so that's great, but um, it is the race that does elude me. 
Um, I've always said it's just another handicap, but when I win it, um, not only is the race a Sops Nation, but to me it'll be the greatest race on earth. And how is Van de Clare going to get the job done tomorrow? First past the post, second lap, usually how it works. Good luck tomorrow, Craig. Kara McAvoy's taken out the cup on three occasions. He rides Finch for Chris Waller, who, it's hard to believe, is looking for his first Melbourne Cup. And Kara McAvoy caught up with Andrew Mays at the parade. Kara McAvoy's on board Finch tomorrow as I drop my pen. Now, Karen, tell us about the confidence levels heading into t- tomorrow's race. Yeah, I'm pleased with the horse. He's come through the Caulfield Cup run uh, in great order. And um, I was pretty pleased uh, when the barrier was drawn out and we got barrier four. So... Um, I think uh, the, the horse can run a great race there tomorrow and um, can't wait to get on his back. The experience of last year with Finch as well and, and it's had a really good preparation again this time round. Does that give you a, a lot of confidence heading into tomorrow? It does. He's a year older now and he's been gilded. Um, he's been with Chris Waller for 12 months longer, which um, which has to help. So um, I think he's um, he's in fantastic shape, the horse, and um, he's got the same weight on his back as, as what he had last year when he ran fourth. So... 54 kilos means he's um, he hasn't been hammered by the handicapper, and um, I think that can mean he can ru- he can run a great race. He said last year was that you're going to buy your wife a new holiday house. What is it this year? What's the promise? No, I'll be, if I win it, I'll be keeping the mouth firmly firmly <laughs> zipped. So um, yeah, I won't be doing that again. What do you reckon, kids? Uh, looking forward to dad? Yes. Yes. And do you get more nervous or mum? Mum. <laughs> Good luck tomorrow, Karen, and uh, all the best. Thank you. Cheers. The chosen one, the New Zealand star, will be ridden by Timmy Clark. Now, Timmy Clark picked up this ride late on Saturday evening, and he's now catching up with Matty Nevitt. He was a little bit disappointing in the Hotham, but do you still give him a chance tomorrow? Probably just um, slowly run race, and he over-raced badly early, um, and, and sort of probably not a lot. A lot of horses made ground out wide there on Saturday where he was. So uh, the blinkers come off for Tuesday and, and that'll assist him to settle and, and probably, you know, hopefully he can he relax well. And that's sort of the, the important thing to make sure he relaxes well to run out the trip strong. So he's got a light weight. Um, he's drawn a little bit wide, but we're just going to go probably go back and, and try and find the bummer, you know, like a horse like Mustajir or or even, even Murder Glace so, and, and, and track something like that into the race. The rain's just started to fall here in the city. How would the rain affect his chances tomorrow if we get a softer track? Uh, being a Kiwi, he should love it. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, there's not, not too much forecast. So the track's going to have a bit of give out of it, which probably suits him. Yeah, He probably wouldn't want it too quick. But uh, having a bit of give out of the track will, will assist him. And, yeah, fingers crossed he runs well. For you personally, what would it be like to win the Melbourne Cup tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it'd be unbelievable. It's probably something that it, it's, it's probably hard to explain. Um, yeah, it'd be... Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty unreal, and um, probably probably something that yeah words probably couldn't explain. Good luck tomorrow, and hopefully you can get the job done for New Zealand as well. Thank you. Cheers. Damien Oliver knows how to win a Melbourne Cup. He'll be riding Mustajir for Chris Lees, and Andrew Mays caught up with the great hoop. Damien Oliver tomorrow rides Mustajir. Uh, we've got one of the owners who's been on our Spring Carnival coverage a little bit, Sonny Roth, who's uh, a big man and a uh, big Mustajir man, and he sent me a couple of photos this morning. How are your confidence levels heading into tomorrow's race? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably more confident now than I was straight after the Caulfield Cup. I thought he had a a nice enough run there, but um, a couple of horses showed a bit a bit, bit better acceleration than him. But I feel he's trained on nicely since the Caulfield Cup. And uh, I think Flemington will suit him. He's drawn well. So I think we're in there with one of the chances amongst many. You've just chucked the, the umbrella up as uh, we're on the back of the car here. Uh, more rain welcome for you tomorrow or just a little bit? Um, just a little bit, I think. I think he's capable in all conditions. Um, but... Um, 
yeah, I probably don't want to see it get too wet. In terms of your um, confidence after, of course, a huge derby day, you must be full of confidence heading into tomorrow's race. What do you do for the next 24 hours? What do you do tonight? Um, yeah, I'll probably just complete the parade today, do a little bit more form this afternoon. Um, depending on the weather, I might go for a nice walk, walk the dog and relax a little bit, and, um, and then I'll have a little bit of a sauna this afternoon. No golf? No. <laughs> Save that for uh, a couple of uh, days' time. All the best, Ollie. Uh, we're really looking forward to uh, seeing you uh, in your 29th Melbourne Cup. It's amazing to say that. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, Maisie. Huey Bowman is yet to win a Melbourne Cup. He rides one for Lloyd Williams. Now, Lloyd is looking for his sixth Melbourne Cup. And Huey Bowman, of course, rides one of the roughies in the great race. It's currently 100 to 1 into 80 to 1, a speak of twilight payment. And Matty Nevitt caught up with Huey. Huey Bowman, who takes the ride on Twilight Payment. Huey, you've won four Cox Plates on Winks. What would it be like to win a Melbourne Cup? Well, it'll be a childhood dream come true. Uh, we are we are long odds to win, admittedly, but look, he comes over. His form is very much around a lot of the fancied European runners in the race, so uh, that gives me a bit of confidence, and obviously he's certainly got the right connection, so that also gives me confidence. So we'll see how it goes. Obviously disappointing to lose the ride on Marmalo, but I guess it's just so great to still be involved in this race. Uh, my word, you know, and I was really, I, I, could, the, I could see the riding on the wall uh, as the week went on with uh, Marmelo's fate, and I do feel for his connections, particularly Huey Morrison and, and, and Tom, who, who looks after the horse, because, you know, I mean, he, he's, they've brought the horse all, all the way across the world to compete, but look... That was out of everyone's hands, and it is what it is, and it was disappointing. But, but that said, I, I'm really pleased to have picked up another ride, and you know I, I'm very thankful to uh, Lloyd Williams and, and his team for, for the opportunity, and I hope I, can, I hope I can deliver them a ride that the horse is worthy of. You've brought your family along here as well. It must be pretty special to have the whole clan involved. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's just lovely. It's a couple of days off school for them, but, you know, look, it's a special time of our life. You know, Christine's down here with me, of course, so, yeah, it is. Let's just hope we can, uh, we can, well, it'd be lovely to go one better on last year anyway. Well, good luck, Huey. Thank you. Luke Nolan, before the Caulfield Cup, was riding Constantinople, who was one of the favourites for the Cup before the Caulfield Cup. Unfortunately, after the Caulfield Cup, the connections of Constantinople wanted a jockey who didn't really have to waste to get to 53 kilos. So all of a sudden, Luke Nolan didn't have a ride. And then Nerf Bosk won his way into the field with a few scratchings last week. So Luke Nolan will ride the 150 to 1 chance. And he caught up with Andrew Mays at the parade. Luke Nolan is with me, who will be on board Nerf Bosk tomorrow. Uh, a bit of an outsider in the field. How are you feeling about the chances? Relax. We're relaxed. So, um... Gets a bit of cut in the track. Um, he'll, uh, he'd be advantaged by. So um, he's worked. He work, I worked him. I've only had one sit in before today, and uh, he, he gave me a nice feel with genuine um, Joe out of the track on on uh, last Tuesday. So uh, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to sort of these grey skies opening up a bit. So you're praying for rain over the next 24 hours. Probably not a, quite as much as we got last year, Cup Day, but a little bit. Just a little bit, but he just he just wants he jarred up in the Geelong Cup, um, and and it was an on event for him. So um, 
well, glass half full, so hopefully we get a bit of rain and uh, he's, he, he brings his very best. Tell us about who's on board in the, in the car today and who was, uh, who was winning the battle for the back seat. Uh, no, I just got my two kids and uh, the other owners have got uh, three kids in the back. So uh, as a result, we're both walking and the kids are riding in the car. <laughs> They're lucky ones. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, Luke. Cheers, thank you. Coolmore is a mighty empire in world racing. They have four chances in the Melbourne Cup tomorrow and here's Matty Nevitt catching up with the boss of Coolmore here in Australia, Tommy Magna. I don't know. There's, 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 uh, we've got, I think we've four in the race now and, and, and all the horses um, have travelled over. They're all doing well and the lads are extremely happy. Um, you know, full credit to to the VRC they've looked after us very well so listen four horses uh, four chances but um, listen it's the race that you know we've wanted to win for a very long time uh, we haven't got it yet so listen we, we're throwing four at the stumps this year if we don't get it this year we might come back next year let's narrow it down who's your best chance tomorrow the, the one probably comes over the line the first but I know listen I think that um, you know they all have great chances and you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You, you could, if, if any of them won, you could, you, you wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, you have to have a lot of respect for the other horses. You know, a great field, uh, obviously the Japanese horse, and uh, you know, there's a, it's a very competitive race. And you know, we've we, we chances, but as I said, we need a bit of luck on the day. And you know, it's it's what dreams are made of. You know, you, you dream to win this race. The Melbourne Spring Carnival, it's pretty special, isn't it? Uh, you know, we're here, we're we're out here in in in, in town today, and. It's like St. Patrick's Day in New York. Um, you just you just don't see this. Nowhere else in the world, you know, can do it like like they do it here. Um, and fair play to everyone. And it's a great day. And I just hope we have a, we have a good day's racing tomorrow, and everyone has fun. Good luck, Tom. Thanks very much. Charlie Fellows was one of the the great stories of last year's Melbourne Cup with his gallop of Prince of Arran. They won their way into the Cup last year after winning the Hotham, and then they finished third in the Melbourne Cup. Can they go two better come Saturday? Here is Charlie Fellows catching up with Matty Nevitt as well. You came so close last year. What, how do you think Prince of Aaron's going to get the job done? I think, uh, I think he's had a much better preparation this year round. Um, yeah, we didn't have to run three days before. He's had a much lighter year going into it. You know, last year, he'd run four times in uh, Dubai. He'd gone over to America. He'd run a couple of times in England, and then he had to run twice down here, including three days before the big race. So he'd had a really long year last year. Uh, this year, it's been very different. Yeah, he had two runs in Dubai, two run, uh, three runs in England, and then a couple of runs out here. So he's much fresher horse going into this race, uh, and yeah, we've had a two-week lead-in. So the preparation, I think, has gone a lot better. Um, someone asked me, do I think he's a better horse this year? No, I don't think he's a better horse. He's six years old. He shouldn't really be improving anymore. Um, but we came really close last year. And I, and I think you can definitely, you've got to think that that lead up we had in last year must have cost us a, a couple of lengths. I'm hoping that with a fresher horse this year, maybe a slightly weaker race, arguably, uh, and a better draw, yeah, all of that can give us a... Yeah, hopefully a massive shot at going close. And for you personally, you obviously love coming to Australia. You've really embraced it. What would it mean to win the Melbourne Cup? I love it out there. I really, really love it out here. I enjoy, um, I think the Spring Carnival is amazing. And uh, I look forward to coming out here every year. (coughs) I hope, excuse me, I hope that I can find another Prince of Aaron. Hopefully we've got a couple more years left out of him yet, but hopefully we can find another Prince of Aaron soon. 
What would it mean to win the Melbourne Cup? I can't even... I, do you know what? I actually can't put it into words because it would be so incredibly special. And I'm not sure... Uh, I'm not sure if any words justify uh, what an incredible uh, experience uh, and privilege it would be to win a race like this. So um, just hope that we can go run another big race. Yeah, I'd be so proud of him. If we can finish in the top five again, I'd be over the moon. And it, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing achievement to do that two years in a row. And who knows, hopefully we'll come out here again next year. Well, Charlie, all the best. And hopefully for your sake, Prince of Aaron can get the job done tomorrow. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. Trent Bussett and Natalie Young will have their first runner in the Melbourne Cup with Mirage Dance, the former European, the runner ripper of a race in the Caulfield Cup to finish third. And Andrew Mays is catching up here with Natalie Young and Trent Bussenden at the Melbourne Cup Parade. Thanks, Gareth. Trent Bussenden and Natalie Young have joined us. Uh, you got the front seat. Who, uh, who won that battle? Oh, I, c I couldn't fit in the back. <laughs> How are your confidence levels going into tomorrow after such a brilliant run in the Caulfield Cup? Oh, look, well, we, we hope he run, will run well. We, we think he'll run well. You, you can't be confident going in a race like this. Think you are going to win, but we think he can, and we, we now run a good race, and that's, uh, that's all I think you can ask. And Natalie, who have you got alongside you in the back seat here? Uh, we have Ben and we have Zara. Um, they're delighted the fact they've had a day off school. <laughs> um, yeah, look, no, it's just nice for them to be part of it. Who gets more nervous, the kids or you? Um, probably more me. Um, they were all excited because uh, Ben's, we said to Ben, if, he, uh, if, we, if we do win the Group 1, then we'll buy him an Xbox. So he's super excited. <laughs> all the best tomorrow. Um, we look forward to it and, uh, yeah, we'll be right in your stable. Great, thanks a lot. Can Damien Lane be the first ever jockey to complete the Grand Slam in the one season? the Golden Slipper, the Caulfield Cup, the Cox Plate, and, of course, he rides the Melbourne Cup favourite now, the Japanese star, Murder Glace. He's a shy man, Damien Lane, but he's now catching up with Matty Nevitt at the parade. Murder Glass in the Melbourne Cup. Damien, you've won the Golden Slipper, the Caulfield Cup and the Cox Plate this year. What would it be like to win the Melbourne Cup as well? Yeah, it'd be amazing, obviously. I've had a great year and it just, yeah, to cap it off with that would be, would it be amazing. This horse, the question mark is whether it'll get 3,200 metres. What gives you that confidence that it'll stay the trip? Oh, he's a good horse. Uh, Japanese horses have got great stamina, so I'm confident company can run it out. What does the Melbourne Cup mean to you this time of year? Such a buzz around Melbourne. Yeah, it's obviously uh, the pinnacle of our, of our racing. Uh, growing up as a racing fan, it's one race you've always, always watched and, and loved, so it's great to be a part of it. Good luck, Damien. You've got to love Michael Walker. He nearly pulled off a miracle in the Melbourne Cup last year with Prince of Aaron. He's a Cubs bro that we all adore. And Andrew Mays is chatting now to Michael Walker at the parade. Michael Walker is with me, who jumps on board Prince of Aaron on, or tomorrow. Tell us about your nerves at this stage. We're uh, just over 24 hours out from the Cup. None. I'm sweet. Nothing, uh, nothing to be nervous about. I've got a fit, happy horse. Uh, he's beautifully trained. Beautifully prepared by the whole team. Um, I'm ready to rumble, so I'm not nervous. The advantage you get of, of being on board a couple of times, so knowing the horse well, compare that to other jockeys who might be jumping on for the first time. How important is that? Yeah, it's definitely important going into a race like this. Um, and I think, AG, <laughs> and I think the way uh, that I approach things and how relaxed and cool and calm I am, uh, it'll help. Um, just bring it on, you know. I just, you know, we always look forward to this year, uh, for this week, every year, and now I just want to. Uh, we all, once it's here, we want it to be over because we want 
to win those big races. And hey, if I can put a Melbourne Cup on my mantelpiece, it's going to be amazing because I've flown my daughter and son over here to her birthday tomorrow, actually on Melbourne Cup Day. So I say things happen for a reason. Uh, for the last month, I've been saying I want to draw Barry 8. I drew Barry 8, so who knows? And do they get a ride with you today at the car? Yeah, oh, they can ride in it. I'll just walk. Um, I've done it before, and um, it's special for everyone here. And it'll probably give me a chance to see people. I always, every year, get people, a lot of Kiwis yelling at me over the fence and wanting photos and, and, and signatures. So I'm not going to do that, and the kids can enjoy the, the Queen wave and stuff in the car. Good luck. Enjoy. Thanks, Mickey. Thanks, brother. Mike Moroni won a Melbourne Cup way back in 2000 when Brew on the quick backup won the Hotham and then the Melbourne Cup. He tells us he put Karen McAvoy on the map when he gave McAvoy the ride on Brew. He has one of the roughies in the Melbourne Cup, a horse by the name of Sound, who was unlucky in the Caulfield Cup. And Mike Maroney, he's one of my favourites. He's now catching up with Matty Nevitt. And I'm joined by the trainer of Sound, Mike Maroney. Mike, it's a very special time to be in Melbourne, isn't it? Certainly is. Uh, yeah, this Cup's uh, a great race and it's continued to be one. And uh, I've been lucky enough to win it before. I know what it's like and I'd love to win it again. I was going to say, what is it like to win a Melbourne Cup? Yeah, great. Yeah, it's life-changing without any doubt if you're a horse trainer and, and owner or anything to do with it. It's um, yeah, quite interesting. No matter where you go, I was lucky enough to go to New Zealand with the Cup as an ambassador this year. And uh, no matter where we took the Cup, everyone had stories about it and their grandparents, etc. And that, and it's just a real icon, the Cup. You obviously won that Melbourne Cup with Brew. What would it be like to win it with Sound? It would be different, though. It would be. It certainly would be. Look, we've, we've bought them to win it. Um, Brew was bred to win it, and he ended up winning the cup. And I'm, I'm sure this guy will. You have another crack this year and next year, and he's certainly bred and uh, the right type of horse to get the trip. He's got barrier ten. Matty Stewart reckons he's one of the best roughies in the race. How, how can he win the race? Look, just by relaxing. There's a key to him. He's just got to relax. He's drawn the right gate to get cover and get get really relaxed. Last year he was four wide, had no chance being four wide. I got a really torrid run, so we're hoping to get a, a, a more economical run this time. Mike, all the best. Let's hope you can secure Melbourne Cup number two. Thank you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. And uh, Andrew Mays has already made his way to our our vantage point right uh, next to the stage. Some of the, the jockeys that we've spoken to are just arriving on stage now. Maisie, you've been out in the weather. What, firstly, what's the crowd like? Because it, it's got quite big here at Federation Square, but you were out on the streets. What was it like? Yeah, well, it was hard to see, actually. It was like uh, when you're at the, the cricket or even at Flemington on Saturday when the rain starts to come over and retreats undercover. So it was really hard to judge. But uh, before that, before the rain started tumbling down, there was a huge crowd, especially in the Burke Street Mall. And then coming down, 
on uh, uh, the main road here along St Kilda Road. It was it was quite incredible to see. Uh, probably four, five, six deep. Um, it's the largest I've seen in a little while. So uh, great turnout today and um, the flood of people, as you said, has continued here. It's absolutely chockers uh, over at um, Federation Square, which is fantastic. So, uh, no, good to see so many people here as well. There's so many different flags. I reckon... I know we've had a, a Japanese invasion over the last couple of weeks, but there would have been 50 or 60 Japanese uh, uh, fans. I don't know how many of their actual connections to Murder Class, but my goodness, they turned out in numbers. It was like, who was our man from Melbourne Victory when he came out? Uh, Honda. Honda. It was like when Cascade Honda arrived and they had 50 random Japanese people at training. It was, it was incredible. It was great to see. Now, I was hooking into Gareth before because he had to go from here to Federation Square, uh, to, um, from Federation Square to Crown Casino and it was belting down rain and then as soon as it stopped he just bolted <laughs> and I thought that was quite funny now the next b- band of rain is coming and I've got to get there and I'm going to get soaked and I don't have an umbrella unlike yourself with your golf umbrella yep. uh, Matty Nevitt you've uh, made it to, to where we are thank you for uh, sort of uh, well, braving the elements because it got quite wet there it did it started to really pour down towards the end how great is this this is my first ever Melbourne Cup Parade and just walking down the streets and seeing all the fans and the, the participants, it's just such a great buzz here in Melbourne for what is such a wonderful race tomorrow and I was talking to a couple of the participants and I think everyone I spoke to, I thought, gee, wouldn't it be great if they won the Cup, if Charlie Fellows was to do it and then I spoke to Craig Williams, I thought oh, wouldn't it be great if he did it as well so there's always going to be a fantastic story to come out of this race tomorrow Yeah, and look, I'm showing my age uh, I've been coming to this day for over 20 years and uh, it is that realisation when you actually start to interview the, the jockeys and the trainers in, in the cars and you, you think, you know, we're only 24 hours away and you see the look in the eyes, particularly of the jockeys that haven't won it before, about what could potentially happen in three minutes of racing, two and a half minutes of racing, that it can be a complete life changer. It, you get nervous for them all. Yeah, a lot of them were... They couldn't really describe the thought of possibly winning tomorrow. I think they've always dreamt of it. I know Craig certainly would have. Jordan Childs, he would have dreamt of winning a Melbourne Cup. Damien Lane as well. So it's life-changing. I mean, uh, Mike Moroni said that as well earlier, that it does change your life to become a Melbourne Cup winning trainer or jockey. And for some lucky trainer and jockey tomorrow, that is going to change their life. A few of them are pretty chilled, though. Michael Walker, he was half asleep when <laughs> well, I was. He is the coolest cat in town. He was, he was pretty relaxed. Uh, a couple of the other guys, Ollie, I mean, he's done it so many times before that he, w- he was pretty relaxed, but there is a distinct contrast between those different personality types, which was good to see close up, but, um, yeah, I, I, I wish, if I was a jockey, I'd, I'd be wanting to be the, the Michael Walker relaxed, whereas a few of them were on edge. He might be relaxed on the outside, but he might not Perhaps. be on the inside. Perhaps. It might just be all show. I don't, I don't think it is, but, you know, he's just such yeah. a... He's so laid back and so cool, calm and collected. And at the times, that's the way he rides his winners. Yeah, yeah. And even looking at, um, on stage at the moment, Karen McAvoy and, and Damien Oliver are there. And they look like the, the old dad who's been there, you know, 25 times before, so it doesn't matter. Well, it's an interesting point because one of the things that I really took out of Saturday was how emotional Damien Oliver mm. was winning the derby and obviously had the win in the, in the Wakeful Stakes as well and broke some records along the way. But he made a point point of saying afterwards that you know I don't know how many necessarily necessarily how many more times I'm going to be on the big stage winning these races and it's so rewarding for him that 
he's still putting in the time, he's still putting in the preparation, that he can match it with some of the best younger jockeys now uh, in Australia and still win the big races that, you know, he's now into his mid-40s. Yeah, well, we saw that on the weekend, even with Glenn Boss as well. The, the longevity of some of these athletes, and I wonder if... Why do you and I often talk about how jockeys don't get the recognition they deserve no, in terms don't. of their athletic prowess? I, I just wonder with um, modern sports science whether they might be able to get a little bit extra on the back end of their careers. It'd be interesting. We might try and ask Stephen Baster about that, who, of course, has announced this will be his last carnival yep. too. Might might ask him about how much that's changed. We talk about it in all different other sports as well, but I think um, for the jockeys, that, that sports science and data side of things, that they probably haven't explored as much as other sports because it's so much of it is, of course, about their weight. It'll be interesting to see how much that's changed. There's also an enormous amount of prize money now on offer as well, so that's an extra incentive for these yes. jockeys to continue riding because they can make such great coin. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, a few extra overseas trips and retirement. Yeah. Very handy. Yeah, Adam White, uh, Andrew Mays and Matt Nevitt uh, from RSN, uh, from the big RSN team that's uh, part of a big day today ahead of the Melbourne Cup tomorrow. We've got Michael Walker, Damien Oliver, uh, Craig Williams, all the jockeys are up there being interviewed by uh, Michael Felgate at the moment. We don't need to go to the stage because we've uh, spoken to all of them uh, already. And it's not just Damien Oliver that's riding well at the moment. You think of Dwayne Dunn riding big weight races. Glenn Boss is certainly doing that. So a lot of the older jockeys Craig are... Williams. Yeah, Craig Williams uh, are certainly uh, almost, almost stealing the show at the moment. Yeah, and that's what I mean about that longevity, whether they are getting more out of themselves past the age of 40 than perhaps jockeys got 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. I'm sure we'll have it at some stage through the carnival and on, on Cup Week Radio as well, but uh, Michael Walker, we can't actually hear what he's saying. <laughs> he looks so relaxed. Look, he's, he's doing a rap for the crowd there he's with a cool the microphone crowd. up in the air. Uh, he's He's a very relaxed man. It's his, uh, I, I know we spoke to him before, but as you mentioned, it's his daughter's birthday yes. tomorrow as well, which would make it a huge day in the family. Plus, uh, yeah, he's just got something about the, the number eight barrier as well, which they were lucky enough to draw. So I don't know whether he's seeing things in his dreams that might come to fruition, but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a confident man heading into tomorrow. So that is the VRC podcast of the Melbourne Cup Parade. Thanks to Matty Drew, our wonderful technician, because... The sound of the parade, you could hear it through the microphones when Andrew Mays and Matty Nevitt interviewed the major players. It's a tradition now, the Melbourne Cup parade. It's a lot of fun. The fans head out to see some of the heroes of the game. And I hope you enjoyed the VRC podcast of the Melbourne Cup parade. Now bring on the great race.